0: Today's word, which is really interesting, because um, it's going to give you another perspective of what pastors speaking all morning long. And the title of my message is "Passion versus Purpose," and we're going to be looking at Luke five verses one through three. If you want to go ahead and turn there, and I really don't know where how I was going to start this message today, but I do know it's a special day in my family because 14 years ago and four days, I came back from a faraway desert. I was deployed and I came back and thanks to my um, higher ups, thanks, thank God and I continually ask God to bless those who listen to him to make it work where I was able to be back home for the birth of my first child. Yaya, today was her, his, is her birthday. Amen. Yeah. Woo. Thank you. Yay. So and it brings tears to my eyes because there's a lot of people who are who served our country that didn't make it to their first uh, to, or second or how many kids they, they missed out, you know. But that's the sacrifice. And I just want to give a shout out to those who continue, continue to do that and, and make sacrifices. We pray for you that God brings you home, that God continues to bless you. And those who serve in our armed forces, first responders, we just thank you very much because what you do allows us to do what we do every Sunday and every day of the week. And that is spreading the gospel, spreading the word of Jesus. Amen. Thank you. So um, passion versus purpose. This is something that's very dear to my heart because, as my wife could tell you, for a long time, especially in our marriage, I've always tried to find my purpose, and I think before that, we all, we all have innate question, what is my purpose? And sometimes we, it, we wanna do what, what moves us and what is our passion in life, and it, and it starts there. Some of us is maybe wanna help the homeless, maybe it's um, doing some kind of ministry and, and, and moving how God wants us to move, and not saying that passion is a bad thing, It is how it is used that can be a bad thing or it's a good thing. And I really want to put that out there because I don't want to make passion the bad guy. But what God put on my heart, it's more what the purpose is. And we'll be getting into that. And I'm going to go ahead and start off with our scripture and I'm going to set the scene up. And and this is in Luke 5. Jesus is walking at Lake Lake. Genesaret, I hope I pronounced that right. And Jesus is with some of the disciples, and he sees two empty boats right there in the lake. And he tells the disciples, okay, let's get on this boat, and let's not go too far. just want to go far enough where I could speak to the multitudes of people that are here at the lake. And I say multitudes because it's not just like when we go to the beach or we go to Lake Paris. It's just a few people here, a few people there. There's a lot of people there. And it's a lot of people that Jesus wants to speak to, and he doesn't go too far out. He just wants to go far enough where they could hear him speak. And once Jesus um, went out to the shoreline, he he stopped and he commanded Simon to. uh, So he speaks to them. You know, he's preaching his daily message, whatever it was was the Holy Spirit had him preach that day, or whatever he's preaching. He 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 gives a word to everybody. Then he command, commanded um, Peter Simon to go out further into the lake. And this is funny because he's going to say, we're going to go out further because I want you to cast your nets. And Simon's like, Jesus, uh, we were out here last night and we caught nothing. Like we weren't catching nothing. We're not going to catch nothing. But because you asked us to, I'm just going to do what you said. In, in summary, that's what he's saying. You know, he's like protesting against what jesus said but it's like he realized oh wait jesus is telling me to do something it's kind of like how you know when your mother or your father or somebody told you hey i need you to go do something go do this and you're like but i already did it and there's nothing it's nothing it's not gonna work and then you they give you that look like boy you better listen to what i tell you <laughs> you know um my mom gave me that look um, my dad has given me my, my look and and occasionally, Melissa has given me that look, and uh, as much as I protest, it's like okay, I'll, I, because it's you, because it's you, and I respect your authority. I'm gonna go do it, and long and behold, they're right, you know. And um, so we all been in that circumstance, right? We all been in that situation. We all had that experience where someone tells us to do something, we protest, and then we're like, okay, we'll do it, and it comes out to that that's what they said is true. And that's what happens here. And they casted out their nets and they caught so much fish that they needed the help from the second boat. All right. The second boat, they're like, hey, we need your help. They waved them over and they caught all this fish. And then Simon, Peter Simon falls to his knees and realize God's, I mean, Jesus's power. He realizes that Jesus, like, he's not, he's saying, look, I'm a, depart from me, I'm a sinful man, you know, he's like, you're so holy, you're so in all power that, you know, I don't, you know, you shouldn't be around me, you know, you're, I'm just sinful, you know, you're too holy, you know, that's where he's coming from, and and of course, Jesus, like, you know, don't worry about it, let's take the fish back and clean our nets. And the reason why I want to start here is because as we read the scripture, I want you to realize that this started a journey of Jesus with his disciples where we might think he created followers. And when he's going around and and kind of like recruiting his disciples, we think he's creating followers. In all actuality, ultimately, Jesus' purpose was to create leaders that could last long after he was gone. And so we're going to pick up at verse 9 in Luke 5, and it says, For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish, which they had taken. And so, were, and so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will catch men. So when they had brought their boats to land, they forsook all and followed him. In other words, he said, I'm going to teach you how to catch men. I'm going to have you be fishers of men. In other words, he's going he's to make them leaders to, ha- to spread the gospel. He's going to use them to spread the gospel. And it was so awe-inspiring because they, they left everything behind. They didn't just say, Hey, you know what? Can you just give me a couple of hours? Like I got to go run and tell my family I'm gonna be gone for a while. They didn't even do that. They were moved by the spirit, whether they knew it or not, to just follow Jesus. And up to this point, the some of the men were doing a job, or some of them may be walking in their passion. You know, we don't know. But I, but I don't think everybody was just, you know, was just doing whatever because it was just something that they just, you know, it was just obligated to them. Some of them may be doing something that they felt called to do, like this is what I like doing. Some of them maybe enjoy fishing; it was their passion because they they knew if they go fish, they could help feed their village, or their, their, they could bring food to their family. Or some were blacksmith, hunters, and etc., all these kind of trades, all these things that it took for that society then to to flourish. But what Jesus did here, as with the rest of the disciples, was he was giving them a purpose. Because if it was just passion that moved them, when is the last time you dropped everything and just went ahead based on a passion? But when you have purpose, it's it's it moves you. It's that thing that it keeps. It's like it excites you because it's now it's taken it from a place of just yourself. You're seeing a bigger picture. When you have purpose, it it's just not one thing that motivates you. See, passion is one thing that motivates you. Oh, I got a passion to do this. I got I got this is my passion. We hear a lot of uh. uh Maybe entrepreneurs or business people or, or motivational speakers or people in that area. There's like, or, or just people we see doing organizations that help other people. It's like, oh, it's my passion and my passion. But I think it's more, it's your purpose. And see, Jesus gave this to these men. That's why they left their things. They saw a purpose now of what they, what they could do. They, Jesus gave them a purpose and they're like, they saw a bigger picture. And that's what moved them to follow them. So this begins to, to de- a defining moment in Scripture where we see a clear moment of God example of a leader does not operate in their passion. Leaders walk in their purpose. And I relate to that so much because as a pastor and just as a Christian, see, every, every follower of Jesus every Christian is a leader and that I believe because you're, you're, you're speaking to people. You're willing to do other things. Others are not willing to do. And even though you may feel backlash, you might get people's like, you know what, get that away from me. You still do it because you're a leader and leaders walk in their purpose and there's times when I spread, where I share my walk with Christ with family, and they don't want nothing to do with it. They're like, "I don't want to hear it. I don't want to do it." I was like, "Okay, I'm not gonna keep beating uh, uh, beating up, beating them up with it. I'm just gonna tell you know, I'll just, I'll pray for you, and I don't mean it like, oh, you don't want to hear me. I'm just gonna pray for you. <laughs> you know, I don't mean it that way. Because I honestly believe maybe there's something more going on in their lives or that had have happened, And I just tell them, you know, I'm just going to continue praying for you, brother. And if you ever need me, I'm still here for you. Just know that. Amen. And let's switch it this way. There we go. One moment. My, my iPad decides to fight with me this morning. So there's a, I, I want to share with you the comparison between a passion and purpose. And I want to define it a little bit more. See, passion can appear greedy. And I say appear greedy because earlier I said it depends on how you use passion. Well, passion can appear greedy. And it's not always a bad thing, but how you use your passion can become a bad thing. And see, passion's more of I do what I love. It's a self-gratification kind of thing. It's more like blinders and focus on only on your passion. So you have these blinders. So you're just focused on that one thing that that's kind of like your motivation to do. To do your what it's like the thing you wake up for. Some people say, "Oh, your passion is the thing that you go to bed uh, thinking about it. You wake up thinking it's the thing that you eat, breathe, sleep about it, and that's your passion." And in some of cases, it is. You know, some of us it's, it's it's spreading the gospel. Some of us is want to start a business or some of it is um, um, maybe we want to help the homeless or it's our creativity and also passion keeps you in your comfort zone see you're only working in that area it's the thing that's driving you right so you want to stay at home with that and you're, you're like, that's like home base so you're just working around that so you decide on the steps to take to reach a goal you're driving the reason behind your choice to follow your passion. It keeps you in your comfort zone. It's what's surrounding your, your, your choices. It's what's driving to make those things um, so you don't ever go outside of that is my point. Passion is part is serve yourself, your choices, your decisions, and they're all solely based on you. Amen. It's kind of like what Pastor was saying this morning. You know, it's a battle with the flesh, you know, and and kind of passion can be that part where where he said that the enemy likes to entice you. And sometimes the enemy could come through your passion. And and really your own your passions like relying on your own strength and often starts because of your own vision and reasoning to do something you love. See, and those are all like the characteristics that, that what God was speaking to me about about passion. And he goes, now let's look take a look at purpose, and see when you, you take what purpose does it, it could take that passion, and it could be like the driving force of to fulfill your purpose and what i mean is and what's the difference between passion and purpose is purpose is for the people see, it's it's a bigger picture whereas passion was greediness more self and like self-indulgence self, it's about you where purpose is now is for the people chance to find a moment that is beyond comprehension but for one who experiences the purpose he or she knows this is why they exist see Pastor hit it on the nail on the head when he says, God has a purpose for you. See, I don't believe that God just has us here to just eat, sleep, and be merry, and just wither our days away. He created us for a purpose. There's a purpose why you're here. And maybe you did have a a different life than others. Maybe in comparison, you're thinking, well, they have a mom and dad, and I just, I don't have Nobody or I just have a mom, or I just have a dad? Why do, Why do I only have one parent? I may not have all the answers, but what I can tell you is, even if you come from a broken home or a good home, even if you had a bad life or a good life, no matter how the dice were rolled on you, you still have a purpose, and it's up to you to listen to what God has given you what God has put that purpose on you. See, I, and, and what purpose does is it, it makes you sometimes step out of yourself. and It's like you take the blinders off and you focus on serving other people by seeing the bigger picture. So what I mean by this is you won't always be doing something you love or that is comfortable to you but you find gratification in your purpose. In other words, I don't like reading. <laughs> Personally, I don't like reading. It's why I didn't like language arts through, through high school. We had to read a lot. So he, he knows what I mean. He's like, oh, we gotta read a book, right? We got How to Kill a Mockingbird. Oh my gosh, you know, Jane Eyre. Oh, trust me, I wanted to bang my head against the wall when I read that book. I didn't like reading, but as I grew older, I find myself reading more because reading has knowledge especially if it's whatever purpose you do, like say finances you want to get better at your finances read about those who are successfully have been, are financially successful because they did all the hard work And, and, and I like hearing guys from like Warren Buffett because his advice is read books you know why? Because what a person spent 20, 30 years doing, they wrote it in a book would make you take 10 hours to read. So you gain all that knowledge that took them 30, you get it in 10. Reading is, is, is knowledge is power. Especially if you read the Bible, knowledge is power. And somebody's like, oh, I got to read the Bible. You go cross-eyed. You're like, ah, oh. you know, Hey, we're all been there. But I read my Bible because now I want to gain knowledge. I, I want to know more what my purpose is. And the only way I'm going to know if I open up my Bible, what does God say? What did, what did He speak to all these other leaders and all these people from different walks of life? How did He use them? And so in that, you find your purpose and God starts to speak to you. See, passion, I mean, purpose also takes your passion and propels you to get out of your comfort zone purpose uses passion and redirects it to be used on a greater scale everything is not always spelled out for you not everything spelled out for you see that's I think that's the most exciting part of this journey we call life especially when we're walking with Christ because Jesus is, and God's not going to spell every everything out for you. Sometimes we have to go on faith when he tells he directs us to go somewhere. We may not know why. We may not know the reasoning and we don't need to. All we need to know is he's using us that we're fulfilling a purpose whether it's a lifetime purpose or a purpose in that moment. And that's why he blesses those who are obedient to him. And purpose allows you to serve others. Instead, we do it to serve others, even if we or others don't understand. That's my next point. We don't have to understand it, but we get to serve others. And see, where passion was relying on your own strength, purpose has more of a spiritual strength. See, it re- relies more on digging deep spiritually to give you the power beyond your own to keep going in, in the face, going, keep, to keep going to face adversity. See, passions, you just rely on your own thing. It's, it's feeding yourself, but when you have purpose, it's using that passion, but it's, it's something more. You, you, you dig your heels in, and you know what? No matter how much resistance you're facing, no matter how much people are telling you, oh, it can't be done, you can't do it, there's a spiritual sense. Like for us who are Christian, our, our spiritual strength is God. We rely on Jesus. We rely on God's strength, the Holy Spirit's strength to tell us and guide us. And it's, the, his, it's their strength that we rely on. Amen. It's not our own. And that's what takes us to that next level. It's taking us out of that comfort zone because when we're doing what we want to do, we're comfortable. We could do that all day, every day, right? But when we're trying to hear from God and and we're just stepping out on faith on what he's telling us what to do, that's going to take us out of our comfort zone because I know he's going to probably have me do something that I don't want to do (laughs) plain and simple, but you know what? That's good because it helped. It, it, it builds me. He's making me stronger. And if I'm not challenged, I'm going to be weak and God doesn't want weak people. See, when he's challenging us, he's making you stronger. It's kind of like when you work out, the more weights you lift, the stronger you get. It's going to hurt You're you're tearing down your muscles. You're breaking it down. And that's what God does. He he breaks us down spiritually. But we're still, we know when we get rebuilt, and if we let Him complete that process, we're going to be stronger. We're going to be better for it. See, circumstances just don't get easier. We just get stronger. Amen. So, So the difference is is an example, let's say you like to fix cars or you're good at fixing stuff or whatever it is you want to use for your example is I'm going to say I I fix cars because I like cars. I like muscle cars. That's just me. And I really like I really enjoy churning wrenches and that's what I did in the Marines. That's kind of like what I do now. But let's just say passion is I fix cars. I like fixing cars. Right. And some of us might open up a garage, we just, whatever chance or opportunity we get to do, we we wanna fix a car. But see, what purpose does is, my passion for fixing cars gives me the opportunity to provide reliable transportation for people. See how purpose takes your passion and uses it for others. Me in preaching. I get commented once in a while that I have a good ability to communicate with people. And maybe you have that same ability to communicate with people that others struggle with or don't have the ability to. Now, I I know I can't communicate with all people. I try. But there's people who know how to talk to certain people, which it should. Like I have a cousin. He could relate and communicate with those who've been in prison and live the love of the drug life, why? because he walked in those same shoes, where me as a person, I have no experience in that area, so how could I be able to communicate to those who live that you know so God is calling to talk to a larger scale, and maybe where God is using me is right here. This is my purpose because ultimately where there are, I walked in that life or not, God would use me to speak words that speak into all people's lives. And that's the larger scale. See, God doesn't want you to use your skills and talent just for you, but to give those talents purpose so others could benefit from them. And God did not not create us to live out our passion. God created us to have a purpose. Amen. See, Luke 4, verses 16 through 30. I'm going to try to paraphrase as much as this. Jesus is in Nazareth. He was in a synagogue, and the Pharisees or the priests there asked him to come speak, and they give him the scripture. And they give him the book of Isaiah, or scriptures from Isaiah. And this is in verse 18 this is what Jesus read. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind and set at liberty oops set to set at liberty those who are oppressed to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And so we see, as the scripture continues, Jesus closes the books and gives it back to the attendant and sat down. Now, everybody was looking at Jesus. All eyes were fixed on him. And then Jesus says today, uh, verse t- uh, 21, he says, today the scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. So all bore witness to him and marveled at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth. And they said, is this not the- Joseph's son? And he said to them, you surely say this proverb to me, physician, heal yourself. Whatever we have heard done in Capernaum, do also here in your country. And then Jesus said, "Assuredly, I say to you, no prophet is accepted in his own country. But I tell you, truly, many widows were in Israel in the days of Elijah, when the heaven was shut up for three years and six months. And there was a great famine throughout the land. But to none of them was Elijah sent to except to Zarephath in the region of Sidon to a woman who was a widow. And many lepers were in Israel in the time of Elisha, the prophet. And none of them was cleansed except Naaman or Naaman, the Syrian. Now, all those in the synagogue heard what Jesus said and they rose up. And they started throwing him out of the synagogue because they got so angry and and they got filled with wrath and they rose up and thrust him out of the city and they led him to the brow of the hill on which their city was built and they might throw him down over the cliff. Then passing through the midst of them, he went his way. See, I I bring this scripture because I want you to understand that Jesus was fulfilling his purpose, not his passion. See, I I believe Jesus knew what was going to happen when he went there. That's why he said all the other prophets were not welcomed in their home. We have Jesus of Nazareth in Nazareth reading scripture, proclaiming the word of God, and the people, what did they do? They thrust him out because he was a prophet. And what he was saying was that, You know, you asked me to do miracles here, but I say you're not going to believe me no matter what. And see, we see Jesus preaching in his hometown in the synagogue. He didn't even have hometown advantage, if you want to think about it that way. I mean, for those of us who love sports, you know, he didn't even have hometown, hometown advantage. And he knew that and he was going against that. And see, what he did was the words he read was that he reminded his his people that when Israel rejects God's prophets, God will send them elsewhere, even to the Gentiles. And what I mean by Gentiles were the non, and according to the Bible, is the non-Jewish people. For us is those who are non-Christian, those who are the non-believers. Right. And so. Uh, so that's why the people got angry. And, in the, and we, we see him fulfilling, the, um, his, pur- he's fulfilling his purpose and preaching the gospel. And we can see that in Luke 4, 43, 44. You don't have to turn it. You could just write it down. Luke 4, 43, 44. And then this is what Jesus said to his disciples. is. But he said to them, I must preach the kingdom of God to other cities also because for this purpose I have been sent. And he was preaching in the synagogues of Galilee. See, he knew his purpose. He wasn't about just his passion. Dying on a cross was part of his purpose. And if he was only working in his passion, I don't think, and I'm only speculating, this is my opinion. If he was just working out of his passion, he wouldn't have gone up there and died on the cross. Because that means working in his passion would have to end. He wouldn't continue working in that, his passion. But because he was walking in his purpose and dying on the cross for us, and his purpose was to complete the will of God, see, that not just served him, that served the people. That served... Those who are willing to accept him as their Lord and Savior. It was a sign to forgive our, our our sins so we could have a relationship with our Creator. He was fulfilling his purpose. He was walking in his purpose. So all so I hopefully these words bring another perspective on what Pastor John was saying, and what Minister Leslie, their words were saying, and what the Holy Spirit was really saying today—that we have a purpose, and God wants you to walk in your purpose. And if you don't know what that purpose is, that's okay. Continue praying to God. Get, tell Him your desires. It, that just leads me to another face—a a, a post that one of my good friends from the military. It, actually he was my gunny and he he posted a page that it was talking about that that even though you don't know what to pray for but the spirit who is in you does and he will pay for you and if so if you don't know your purpose and you're like god i'm i i, I got this passion but I want to take it to the next level. I want to have, be able to serve others. I just want to I want something I want it to be bigger than just me. And God will reveal that to you. Amen. And see Jesus knew he was not going to get praised and that's what to expect that we see that example. Just expect you're not always going to get praised. But see, even Jesus' purpose was beyond comprehension of others. The disciples were, like, not understanding what he was doing as we read the Gospels, that he was on another level. But after everything was said and done, it made sense to them. And it made sense to Jesus. And I just want to close with this, that I, my prayer for you is that you find your purpose that God reveals that purpose for you. Because if more of us are, are, are walking in our purpose instead of our passion, how much more of a light are we gonna be in our community? Or those around us? How many lives can we help? Whether it's saving them or helping them. And it doesn't matter if they're believers or non-believers. It doesn't matter if they live a different lifestyle than us. See, Jesus didn't tell us, go only to the areas that have your same lifestyles. He did say fellowship with others with like-minded. So he tells us, come on Sundays and praise and worship with those who are like-minded with you, like who are Christian. But after here, we go into the world. That's where Jesus was. He didn't just hang out at the synagogues all day talking to the Pharisees and those who were supposed to know who he was and then they didn't even know who he was. He was out there. If you want to say he was out in the trenches. He was getting dirty. He was preach, he was healing the lepers. He was out with with society's castaways. I realize that's more and more that i read god's word the more and more i have build my relationship with him i see my purpose is not to fulfill my own desires but i i ask that god no matter what path you take me on that it may bless other people that it blesses the people who are with me who are around me and it I don't care if they believe or don't because I want to be a shining light. I want to be an example of your love. And that's what my purpose, I want my purpose to be. But mainly I want my purpose to be aligned with your purpose is for me. And that's my prayer for you. That God aligns your purpose to his will. Amen. Father God, I just pray for everyone here. I pray that you take their passion. If they're working in their passion right now, I hope my prayer is that you take them to that next level, that you open doors and and paths to their purpose and you reveal what their purpose is. Or at least if they don't have an idea, that they start working towards that. They start walking in that purpose. And those of us who are already walking in that purpose i pray that god continues to give you strength gives you still the his to reveal his will through your purpose to you but just know this that it is a blessing to be in walking in the purpose and if you're walking in your purpose know that you are a leader and that Someone is following your steps. So be a light for God. Be that lighthouse. Be that lighthouse in the ocean where it's cloudy and the ships are coming in. And you're, you're saying, come here. This is where land is. I am a lighthouse. And most of all, I am a beacon of light of Jesus Christ. And his love. Telling the people who are hurting. Who are lost. That I'm here. Here's the land. I'm here. That there is someone who loves you. No matter what path you've taken. No matter what you've gone through. That there is someone who loves you. And there is no one too unclean. For his love. And his mercy. There's no one too Powerful or not powerful. There's no one too far away gone for God's mercy and God's love. And I hope that once you find your purpose, that it spreads like a wildfire, helping those who surround you. In your name we pray, Jesus.